Yeah! You know what I really like, Al? Like, really, really like? What do you like? When, when I get Ask Sleaze out of sequence, when they just all of a sudden pop into my timeline on Twitter for no particular reason, I like that a great deal because it means that it's on people's minds. It means that people are always thinking about ways to ask you questions. I like that a lot. You sneaking one in here? Is oh, that, I can. Is that a setup I, okay. for that? I, I'm going to give you this. This is, uh, honestly, it is fantastic. I could save it for tomorrow. I could give it to you right now. What do you want? Throw it at me. Okay. This is from Crypto Ray. Okay. Crypto Ray says, do you have backup gifts prepared for the person that unexpectedly gets you a gift? For example, my backup gift is wine. Hashtag Ask Slee. Do you have that? Do you have the, uh, look, I don't, I'm not going to get this person a gift, but they might get me something. So I need to have something prepared in the event that they give me something. So I have something to give to them. What do you think? I think that you probably do. I do not. You do not. No, this is, I I told you one of the issues that I have here is I wait, I procrastinate. Even right now, what's what's the date today? Today's Today December seventh. Yeah. Today's December seventh. All I could do, I could just start planning today. I could, uh, I could start planning tomorrow. Like I still have plenty of time to get this done. I got a feeling I'm going to procrastinate again. I, I, I'm pretty. I have a pretty good idea who's going to get me a gift and who's not. So I don't have too many curveballs coming in. I have one buddy that goes out of his way every time. It's like he comes. It's like, dude, you have to get me a gift now. I got to go do this. It's a really nice gesture, but you know what I mean. It's like nobody, I, nobody, none of the other friends are exchanging gifts. <laughs> Well, he's he's getting into the spirit. He wants to to spread he's a joy. Guy that always remembers your birthday. He's yeah. There's he's guys one like of those. that. Yeah. Those are you know what those are called? Good friends. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good friends. <laughs> Great friends. They don't they don't conceal their birthdays and yes. things like that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right. So uh, you were on the call yesterday. They were talking. The Lakers. LeBron was talking. Frank Vogel was talking. And you know. Team gets off to a bad start, and I think that the Lakers at 12-12 and 12 would be considered a bad start considering the roster and expectations that they had coming into this season. Questions start getting asked. Questions about the roster, questions about the players, and certainly questions about uh, the head coach. This is life in the NBA. When you have a championship expectation and the team is underperforming, they start asking questions about the coach. I want to start with this. I want to play what LeBron said when asked about this. And listen to how he, he starts the, the response and then listen to what's not into the response. Here's LeBron James yesterday. Um, I think when you uh, – <laughs> I mean, I think criticism comes with the job. Um, you know, Frank is a strong-minded guy. He has a great coaching staff. And, uh, and we as his players have to do a better job of going out and producing on the floor. Um, you know, so um, we're, we're a team and an organization that, uh, you know, that don't mind um, some adversity, that don't mind people, you know, saying things about us, obviously, because it comes with the territory. And we, we have a lot of guys on this team that's been bullets and board material for quite a long time. So. It don't quite bother us. So, you know, everything that we do stays in-house when it comes with our preparation and how we prepare for our next opponent and how we prepare to get better. So um, uh, Frank doesn't care, and we don't either, about what people are saying. Trav, one way that the noise is going to quiet down, right? There's a lot of chatter around the Lakers right now. ESPN did their power rankings. They do one every Monday. Every mm-hmm. Monday they come out with a new power rankings. Golden State is one, and Phoenix is two, and Brooklyn's in at three, and you got your top five right there. Lakers aren't top ten. They're not top 15. They're 18th. That's two weeks in a row that they they're dropped. 18th. They were 16th last week, right? 
I think I think uh, they were 16th, dropped to 18th, and then this week they're 18th again. So okay. keeping that in mind, um, what, what do you expect? You know, today the Lakers are going to play the Celtics. There'll be some questions that go to Coach Vogel that talk about why isn't the team more consistent? Uh, why why do you, are you surprised you're sitting at 524 games in? I'm sure in the post game, depending on what happens in the game, the result, they'll still either be a game over 500 or a game below 500. The chatter is not going to go anyway. Uh, go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere today. It's not going to go anywhere tomorrow. The only way the chatter stops, conversations about Vogel, conversations of whether Palenka made the right moves in the offseason, conversations of whether this team is too old or can LeBron stay healthy or where's AD on a night-in, night-out basis? Why is he MVP caliber? Win. That's it. Win. Yep. That's that's the expectation that everybody walked into you know, this offseason with the Lakers when Vegas came out with who's most likely to win a championship – they put Brooklyn at number one, assuming Kyrie was going to play. They put the Lakers at number two. Kyrie hasn't played for Brooklyn. The Lakers, for the most part, yes, they've had guys in and out of the lineup, but they're sitting at, uh, at 500. Teams like the Warriors and the Suns and Utah and some of these other teams are having a great start to their season. None of this chatter is going to go anywhere unless you win. And I think the the LeBron answering the question about Coach Vogel, maybe you were looking for something different than I was. I just kind of look at this and say, wow, that's crazy that this is a conversation 24 games in. Yeah, I really? You think it's crazy? They're 12 and 12 with this roster? Do you think that this is a crazy conversation? I, I think it's a it's – a, the fact that these questions are um, – realistic maybe might be the, the, the good way to put it, is that the fact that we're having a conversation like this, I didn't think that was going to be the case 24 games Well, in. that's different. Not not thinking it was going to happen is one thing, but he, the reality of it is they've played a quarter of the season. They're average. The, the expectations were not to be average, and now you're looking for reasons why, right? And and one of the reasons that always gets it fairly – and let me, let me back up just a hair. I don't think this is Frank Vogel's fault. I don't think this is his problem. I don't think that the reason the Lakers are 12-12 and 12 is because Frank Vogel's doing a substandard job. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I think that there are a lot of problems. I think he is one of the issues that's Factors. going on. But mm-hmm. he's, not a, he's not 1A on the list. 1A on the list is this team doesn't have the right mix of guys. You, you look at it, they don't – other than a half against Sacramento, we really have not seen consistent quality basketball in two months. That's a problem. Now, we could talk about – time and all these other things but i look at this that does not look like hey we're just a tweak away we're a health away it feels like there's problems i don't think that's but can frank I, but can, I, fault. Can, I, can i interrupt you for a second when sure you say that when you say that it's more of the construction of the team mm-hmm. when you had your hesitations before the season started and if it was on the construction of the team your hesitation was on competing for a championship Again, a chance to be the best. No, no, team you're in right about league. that. No, I, I did not and, expect and, 500. And that's my point. My point is, yeah. is that even I, I would assume that even 24 games in, even you who had some hesitation is probably sitting here like, well, I didn't think it was going to be a 12 and 12. Even this team and this roster is going to have trouble against some of these teams. Yeah, in front no, of no, them. I, you're you're right about that. I I thought, and I think I, I said this a handful of times. I did not think this was a championship team because of the mix. I also did not think this was a team that would be seated eighth in the Western Conference after 24 games, which is where they are. So, But I think that we're making the same point. Like, why are we here? And I think the reason we're here is the roster is not very good, at least is currently constructed. There's been some health issues. There's clearly some effort issues. There's clearly some 
cohesion issues. And, and I think when we're talking about effort, when we're talking about defense, I think those are Frank Vogel's responsibilities. We can talk about guys missing. She can't make guys make shots. Yeah. But when we're talking, you, you've said this a few times. When there was a handful of games, and, and correct, you, you'll remember it better than I do, but there was a series, there was Oklahoma City and a couple of other games where end-of-game sequences came up, and they didn't even run a play. They were just kind of dribbling out the clock and chucking it at the basket. That's Frank Vogel's responsibility. Which game? Which game? Yeah, well, there's three I, I of can, them, I right? I can list out. I can, you're talking about the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. Um, where they had three different possessions where Charlotte, they really didn't I run say. a play. Um, uh, the Sacramento Kings where – you go to three overtimes, the Indiana Pacers, where it actually worked, but it was still LeBron just playing isolation ball. They've had plenty of situations where it's like, uh, hey, guys, you want to drop something? Yeah, no, and that's Frank Vogel. because, and, and it's one of two things that's Frank Vogel. Neither of them reflect well on where he is right now. It's either he didn't draw something up, which seems unlikely, or they just didn't run it, which is just as bad. Because you're not going to, you know, if, they're, if they've got to the point where, now nah, we're not doing that, I'll just stand over here and dribble and jack up a three, that's a problem. That's, that's, a, that's a problem for the coach. Uh, going back to LeBron and what we are talking about, if he wanted this thing to just go away, he could have made it just go away. Hmm. Now, I don't think he made it any worse. I think that he took up for him you're, to You're a saying point. the conversation about coach? Yeah. Yeah, the the question of hey, you know, what about Coach Vogel? Because he's saying he's got a great staff. He's a strong-minded guy. We need to play better. We need to play better as a team. We've been through adversity before. We don't mind this. You know, we don't care what people stay. We keep this or say we keep this stuff in house. That you know, we don't care about outside noise. Cool, it's a good answer. But as I was listening to it, I'm I, I kept thinking, okay, he, at some point he's going to say this isn't his fault, right? They say Frank Vogel's not the reason we're twelve and twelve. We're 12 and 12 because I've missed a lot of games. We're 12 and 12 because we're not playing good defense. We're 12 and 12 because of this, that, and the next thing. Never came. I think I think there's some there's some value in what wasn't said because if he wanted to end this, hey 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 LeBron, what's going on with Co- Coach Vogel? And the response would be, what do you mean what's going on with him? We won a championship with him two years ago. This isn't a Frank Vogel problem. This is an us problem. This is a team problem. This is a we don't defend problem. This is a we're not healthy problem. This is a we're still getting to know each other problem. This has nothing to do with Frank Vogel. It's over. It's done. Didn't happen. All right, I'm going to read something off here. So today's stat here of the day, we do this every single day, the NBA coaching carousel. And uh, this is actually going to lead to a couple of points. We can do this coming back as well. So only five coaches have been with their team for five-plus years. Greg Popovich, Eric Spolstra, Steve Kerr, Quinn Snyder, and Mike Malone, Michael Malone. That's interesting in itself, right, Trav, that you don't typically have. Carlisle was there for a long time. He just left. He went to the Pacers. Um, it's, 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 not, it's almost, when you look at the trend in the NBA, it's much less common to be with a squad for a long period of time. But I, I kind of have a difficult time looking at this and saying, well, Lakers at 12-12, and 12, throw this all on Vogel's back. I think there are many more reasons than just the coach. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. That's pretty good, 100% deposit match. Not too many places yeah, going to do that for you along the way. All right, let's take some of these phone calls when we come back. 877-710-ESPN. How do you break it down? Is it Vogel? Is it roster? Is it players? Is it something else? What are you seeing with this Laker team right now? 877-710-ESPN. It's Travis Lee, 710-ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Okay, I got a question for you, and I need your honest opinion on it. Okay. The ho-ho-ho that I've done yeah. sitting in the can right now, mm-hmm. if you're going to rate it 1 to 10, what are you rating it? Uh, 10 being great and 1 being, being terrible? Great. Yeah, 1 being terrible. It's a 4.5. Okay. So we're going to do it again until we get it. we got to get it to, I think an 8 is a good barometer here. <laughs> Okay. okay. Give me some Christmas music in the background. Give me something to work with here. So you guys find your Christmas music when you get it. And, Trav, you, we're not leaving here until you say, Slee, that's the one. <laughs> I like this game. Okay. okay. This is great. We need Christmas music. So if we don't get Christmas music. Rudolph the on... Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Go. Zach, work with me here. Rob. I, I think it? you're going to. Where's your Christmas music, Brad? Okay. Um, okay, so if it's not Christmas music, then it's going to be the thong song. Either one. Just bring one of them up, okay? <laughs> I just need one of the two. One of the two. doesn't matter which one. Okay? All right. All right, here we go. Do ready? you want me to count you down? Do you want me to put you uh, – let, let me set the scene. Okay, okay ready? Set the scene here. Yep. Okay, here we go. It is Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. There's a fire burning. There's milk and cookies by the the the, the tree. That's co- that's covered with gifts. Oh, yeah, that's he, all we need. Mariah Carey's perfect. Yeah. And here comes Santa into the home, and he says to the boys and girls, "Ho ho." Okay, that was bad. Keep going. <laughs> One more time. All right. So he's got the sack over his shoulder. The sleigh okay, lands out of the way. on I the got roof. It. I got to get out of the, the way. S- all of a sudden, ho here we ho go. ho! Merry Christmas. Much better. We're like okay. in sixth territory. Okay. So See we've improved a little bit. Okay. Give it to me one more time. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. Okay. Mm, that actually went that the wrong changed. way. Yeah, that went the wrong way. Can I much. offer a little coaching here? Go slower on the ho ho ho. Yeah, you got to. Okay. Each ho needs to be distinct from the other two. Ho ho ho! Right, not ho ho ho. Yeah, yeah. You're not telling somebody to hold the elevator for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hit me again. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. I don't think that was good either. That wasn't great either. Yeah, that wasn't good either. (laughs) The first one you did was okay. We're we're we're, look. We went from a four to a six, so Mm -hmm. we're getting there. I think that maybe by tomorrow we could push that up to a six and a half or a seven. By the time we get to the end of the promo, maybe you'll have a little spirit of the season in you. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep working on it. I might, <laughs> I might just drop it at any time here, and it, it might get us to an eight. We'll, we'll just have to keep working on it. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. do like the idea of just kind of spontaneously throwing it out there. <laughs> Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. I have two questions for you about Monday Night Football last night. Um, one, watching what we watched last night, New England Patriots only threw the ball three times, and they won. Mm-hmm. Okay, they ran for 222 yards on the ground, but they basically ran at every play. They, let me say it again. They only passed the ball three times last night. It's the fewest passing attempts in like 40 years. It's it just football doesn't get played like that very often. How did when, when football was played like that, how did we ever decide that that's something we liked? That was terrible. How did how did football okay. become our number one sport when that was the genesis of it? Well, let me tell you, I mean, maybe this is I'm a little old school. I don't mind running the ball down another team's throat. I really don't. Like I, I think there's, I, I there's an art form to it. There's, 
an appreciation to old school football, or they say in the playoffs, say if you want to win in the playoffs, run and play defense. It's ball control. It's kind of demoralizing towards the defense. Yesterday they are obviously doing it for other reasons and other factors. But it was the right thing to do. You know, you it mentioned was. something. We were we were chatting uh, before the show started, and um, one of the one of the things that you mentioned was I, I don't know if another coach did that. If people aren't going to say, well, what the hell are you doing? You can't win an NFL game by only throwing the ball three times. But because it was Belichick, it's all these other things that come with it. I mean, look at Belichick, always a step ahead of everybody else. The guy's a genius. What do you mean this guy found a way to win and put up 14 points and they only threw the ball three times? Uh, but there's also the part of, no, well, he is he is the guy. I mean, he's the one that can do something like this That's and he's it not right doing it to prove somebody wrong. You know, you know, we talked about Sean McVay and we said, you know, some guy, this guy, sometimes this guy could just be too stubborn. And you know what? Why does he just want to – you know what the Patriots – you know what their goal is? To win. Win. We don't care how we do it. We don't yep. care what it looks like. Yep. You might like the way it looks. You you might hate the way it looks. We don't care because at the end of the day, we got a W or we didn't. We got a Super Bowl or we didn't. I, I'm with you. That That's that's pretty remarkable to walk away and us sitting here and, and kind of talking about uh, Belichick finding another way to do it and, and doing it, you know, obviously the way they've done it so far this season and sitting. Are they atop the AFC now? They are. Yeah, they're the number one seed. Jeez. Yeah. Well, and here you, you said something, and I, I want to go back to it because I think it's super important. He's probably the only coach in the whole league who could do something like that. Mm-hmm. If, 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 let's just pick if uh, Brandon Staley, the Chargers, were in Buffalo last night, okay, and they ran the ball every single play. Mm hmm. The question would be, what the hell are you doing? Sure. What, what you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Why are we? And I get it. It was windy. I get that it was cold. I get that it's hard to move the ball through the air. But three passing attempts. It's twenty twenty one. You can't win in the NFL. Do Bill Belichick? Everybody goes. Hey, he he knows what he's doing. Like he's he's earned the right to do things like he did last night because he's had so much success along the way. And and, and I like the other thing you said too that this is. I don't care what it is. Bill Belichick, for not one second, was thinking, I need to entertain Patriot fans. I need to entertain the Monday Night Football audience. I need to put on a show. We need to do this. This is going to look weird. This is a bad product. It's how do we? It's blowing 40 miles an hour out here. Mm-hmm. I have a rookie quarterback. I'm not putting it in the air. And that he found a way to win that game doing that, I think, speaks to the culture that he's built in New England, which is kind of what we were talking about a minute ago. That the NBA, first of all, in football, the second most important person in your organization is the head coach behind the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Quarterback's number one, head coach is number two. So you have to have that piece right. But in basketball, coaches turn out a lot, and they, you know this guy's here for five minutes and he's on to the next place. But building culture is the number one responsibility for any head coach. And I, I think we'll, we'll go local here for a second now. Yeah. The culture that Sean McVay has built inside the Rams is real and it's steady and it's good. And a lot of it's cliched, and a lot of it is kind of repetitive. You know, it's it's not about me. It's about we. It's about, you know, that, you know, can you be at your best when your best? All this stuff, they're, they're, they're kind of slogans and whatnot, but it's real. People have bought into it. And you can tell that the team was stale and kind of just not very interesting to watch pre-Sean McVay. He comes in here, and it's a totally different thing. They've developed a culture, but Belichick's just taken it to a whole nother level. Well, and listen, he's the the greatest to do it. When, when you talk about the greatest in their sport, Phil Jackson's going to come up, right? Um, Belichick's going to come up in his sport. Saban's going to come up in college football. John Wooden's going to come up in college basketball. I mean, that's kind of the 
this is the class that you're in. And a lot of times, and I, I find myself doing this as well, when, when the Patriots had Tom Brady, oh, I, I mean, I was rooting against the, the Patriots like no tomorrow. Okay, well, everything has changed. They're an underdog now. Why was I rooting against Belichick and the Patriots yesterday? Because I was. I wanted Buffalo to win. And look at the, the, the Patriots record in Buffalo. It's basically a home game for them every single time, right? And <laughs> this, is, less, yeah. this is a good team with a fantastic fan base and, and everything else that comes with it. Um, but it is pretty – it's amazing to see him doing it this year the way they're doing it. And obviously – it comes back to the coach. And yesterday, as ugly as it was, I'm sure Belichick was saying, you don't like it, sounds good, change the damn channel <laughs> yeah, no, because care. this is how I'm going to play football. I'll, I'll tell you what, and we got a long way to go. And if you, we were talking about the million-dollar money. About Mondays, the whole, right? whole thing? Or? <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave that up to you. You yeah. slide that in yeah. when you're ready to do it. But From we're a four doing to a six is a good jump up. Now, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you improved. <laughs> I don't know if I could get past a six. That's the problem here. But we'll, well, we'll keep, we may we'll be capped out. It. Look, there's, at some point, <laughs> you are what you are. Out. You know, there's you, you guy doesn't throw a slider. Okay, like, he doesn't throw a slider. <laughs> like you can't say to me, okay, Trav, I need you to dunk a basketball. I can't. You know, we we may be asking you to do something that you can't do. So we'll see. Uh, you mentioned Phil Jackson is one of the greatest NBA coaches of all time, and and mm-hmm. sure, his his record speaks for itself. But what Bill Belichick is doing now, let's take the Tom Brady thing, kind of mm-hmm. slide it over to the side. This is a little different. It is different. This is a little different because. It, I'm just going to speak for myself here. I know Mac Jones. Okay, I know Mac Jones because he was at Alabama, and I know him because he's the quarterback, and I know him because I, I follow the NFL, right? I couldn't tell you the rest of the, the Patriots on offense. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, if you gave me here five minutes to come up with some names, I probably could. But what I'm saying is this is not Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. This is not Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. This is a bunch of guys that you've never heard of. And what Tom Brady did last year, going to Tampa, winning the Super Bowl, incredibly impressive. Incredibly impressive. But Antonio Brown's on the team, and Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, Gronk. and Rob Gronkowski, yep. and, mm-hmm. and all these guys. That's, that's a pretty damn good team with a lot of names that you know. This Patriot team is just a good football team that's really well coached. And, and that's, you know, there's a famous line, Bum Play Phillips. Play good defense the, and run the damn yeah. ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bum Phillips a, a million years ago, right? Somebody said about him that – you know, he could take his guys and beat your guys, and then he could take your guys and beat his guys. That that's what he, and that kind of feels what it's like with Bill Belichick. He just kind of knows where to put everybody. He knows how to build culture. He knows how to build a team, and that's the hardest thing to do in sports. It just really is. Yeah, and and, and this is, uh, you know, you and I have kind of talked about. Well, is the NFC is the dust starting to settle? Do you know who's going to kind of who are the three, four teams on top? I think that's probably starting to figure itself out. Who would have thought if I'd have told you a month ago or a month and a half ago? Like, there's no real surprises in the NFC. You could say, okay, wow, Arizona's having a much better season than we thought they were, but nobody thought they were also going to be 2-10 and 10 or something along those lines. Patriots are atop the AFC, and that's with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens and the Titans and you know, whoever else you want to throw into the mix. That's pretty damn impressive. They beat another NFL team last night by throwing the ball three times. It may it may be the greatest accomplishment of his career, quite Unreal. honestly. Unreal. It's just it just doesn't make any sense at all. All right. Listen very closely. Santa Slee is coming to town. Call right now for your chance to win great prizes. Call in 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. That's go. your chance Let's at go. Santa Slee's 12 Days of Christmas. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we have our first Santa Slee winner of the day. Who do we have on the line? Who is there? Who is our winner? Hello, you hear me? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Give us your name. Give us where you're calling from. I am from Oxnard, California, and my name is Brian. All right, Brian. What's your last name? It's uh, Stange, like strange, but no R. Okay, Brian Stange from Oxnard, California. Congratulations. You are the Brian, you're winning something good. Yeah, you're winning something good. Absolutely. So, do you want the Travis and Slee box, the Mason and Ireland box, or the Sedano and Cap box? Oh, man, let me see. Let's go with uh, Mason and Ireland. Okay, there you go. You got what you wanted, Slee. Do you want the 17 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas? The Mason and Ireland box. Congratulations. You win tickets to WWE's Friday Night SmackDown. Happening Friday night, December 10th at LA Live. All right, so you got tickets to uh, SmackDown. Are you a wrestling guy? I am, yeah. I do like wrestling. Perfect. Okay, there- just out of curiosity, and I don't know what are in the other boxes, but you know, you could have picked ours, and maybe it was Lakers <laughs> Nets tickets. I'm just saying, you know. It, it, I kinda, know. Yeah, it, I was just like, been. it's like one of those things. It's like, what do you pick? I'm just like shooting in the dark, don't know what's in what. So it, it, that's all. It's all good. No, <laughs> there you go. Hey, it, bro. We're going we to Laker it. game. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge Laker fan. That would have been awesome too. But I do enjoy wrestling as well. There you go. You got tickets to SmackDown coming up in just a little bit. So congratulations to you. Thank you for playing, sure man. Thank you. Make sure you're listening to uh, Mason and Ireland, Sedano and Cap. You got another chance to win 12 days of Christmas with Santa Slee. And you got your you got your wish there, Slee. That's Slee. pretty they funny, picked, actually. They picked That's the pretty... Mason and Ireland box. You know what's funny? I thought right in my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. It's going to happen right now. That's pretty funny. Um, Santa Slee is coming down your chimney. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. Just keep listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. Santa, Santa Slee is coming. A lot of go ahead, out there. Yeah, no, we're we're figure we're figuring it out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try again. I think I'm ready to. I think I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> okay, okay, ready? Because yeah. you were kind of you were kind of coaching me there. I was during trying. the break, and you were trying. basically saying like, okay, slow down. So let's see, let's see. Uh, set me up again, Travis. Kind of set, okay. set the table here. Yep, go ahead. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. There's milk and cookies out on the table. There are gifts under the tree. And Santa's sleigh very quietly glides to a stop on the roof, and the reindeer are quiet, and Santa's excited to come down the chimney and leave the kids the toys, and he says, 
Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Better. Not great, but no, not, much not that great. It, you're, you're, it's like someone's holding a gun to Santa's head. <laughs> it's, it's like, let's, let's have some ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Damn, that's pretty good right there. Not, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, ho, so we, ho, we were ho, four. Merry Christmas. Then we got to six. What was the last one? Like a 6.5? Did it go up yeah, at all it was, or it was, stayed at six? No, because the ho, ho, ho was good. But I was I was not feeling the Merry Christmas. Okay. We need to add the the second okay. line into it so you can go to another. You want to give it one more shot? I'm just gonna keep practicing all Laker game during the whole Laker <laughs> game. John and Happy birthday, doing the Larry Bird! Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas to you on a Laker Celtics rivalry <laughs> night. You can knock it out like that. Right, we'll, we'll keep. Well, I'll, I'll get there. We got to get to a seven on the next the, uh, next one of these. The the rivalry between these two teams. It's obviously yeah. lucky. There's Red Sox, Yankees. There's Dodgers, Giants. There's you know there's a handful of these that we all know. Laker Celtics still has to be at the top of this, even though right now neither of these teams are you know competing for a championship or at least yep. not at this point in the season. It's still just cool to see those two teams on the court at the same time. Well, it's, you know, I think it depends. I think some of this depends on your age group because I, I do think somebody that's maybe 35 or younger, and even if you got we, – we got a taste of Lakers-Celtics. Like I wasn't around 80s Showtime era. I wasn't old enough to truly appreciate what that era was. Right, Trav? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did get a chance in 2008 the, La- the Celtics beat the Lakers. And if you remember with Doc Rivers as the coach and Paul Pierce – pours great Gatorade uh, in the second quarter with four minutes left to go in game six, okay? <laughs> they got to clean everything up. Uh-huh. And you started kind of getting a taste of, okay, yeah, I know about the Lakers-Celtics, right? Well, of course I do. I've watched every highlight and game you could possibly think of. And, yes, it was Magic and Kareem and Robert Parrish and Larry Bird and Danny Ainge and Kevin McHale and Worthy. You go down that list. But I think there's also, you know, um, there's – Laker fans out there that were too young and the first real taste that they got was 2008 and then 2010. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah. What Michael's always said what makes this rivalry so much more unique than other rivalries out there. Duke, North Carolina, aren't they, aren't they separated They're by five eight miles? Apart. It's like SC and UCLA. They're right next to each okay. other. Okay, right. And it, even if you do, okay, well, Dodgers, Giants. All right, you're both on the West Coast. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox. All right, they're both on the East Coast. Michael's always said what makes this rivalry so unique, they're all the way across the other side of the country. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that is unique because usually rivalries are geographically based. Usually they're based on because it's just up the up the road or something along those lines. That's what makes Lakers Celtics so unique. Well, I think you're right, and that's why I think that this particular one has kind of lost a little bit of its velocity off of its fastball because l- let's go back a little bit. You said yeah. that I got to, to experience one of these firsthand. My introduction to the Lakers-Celtics rivalry was seeing black and white footage of these two teams playing. It didn't didn't really hit you in any meaningful way. It's like, yeah, I know they played for championships. Celtics always beat the Lakers. I, I, I get it. But it didn't emotionally resonate. But in the 80s, they were competing for a title against each other every single season. And maybe they didn't meet in the finals every year, but they melt in the finals damn near every year. They were constantly and they and it wasn't lopsided. Lakers won three, the Celtics won two. It was incredibly competitive and it was the same team 
year after year after year. Or very it was Magic and Worthy and Kareem and Scott and Cooper and Michael and all these guys. And it was Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. It was it was the same guys. And yep. some of the other pieces would go in and out. You know, there'd be a Cornbread Maxwell or whatever would come in and be part of this. ML Carr would be a part of it. Bill Walton would be a part of it. But it was the same guys over and over, year after year after year after year. So it got to the point where I hated hmm. Danny Ainge so much. I don't like to see him play twice a year, but when it would get to the finals, I had there was so much bad blood there. There hmm. were so much feelings to where all of a sudden when Paul Pierce and these guys come in, I get it, they're wearing Celtic uniforms, but they hadn't been doing it for 10 years leading up to each other. The second time through... It was a little bit more like that because there were a lot of the same players in that thing. That you, It needs to happen kind of regularly to really stoke that fire. So let me give you an example. For me, growing up, it really, you know, you look at the team that was – you knew any time you played them, no, you could lose in the seven-game set against these guys. It was the Spurs, right? Like that's yep. that was the Lakers going back and forth. Sure. It was San Antonio. Now I know – you're not you're not looking at Tim Duncan and saying, okay, this guy's going to throw a dirty elbow or Ginobili <laughs> was going to Kevin McHale with <laughs> sharp elbows. <laughs> you knew you weren't going to get that from the Spurs, but that was a squad that you respected, that you knew can take out Shaq and Kobe at any time, that uh, it's going to go back and forth. So that's almost for me that that was kind of the rival growing up for the Lakers because th- this is what's funny and this happens it happens a lot. Lakers play the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. It's a big game for the Kings. Lakers play the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. That's a big game for Portland. It's a big game for the Suns. It's a big game for the Warriors. Lakers have so many rivals that they don't even consider their rivals, right? What we can't have happen, and this is kind of going back to Friday night, you lost to the Clippers on Friday night. You cannot let this happen again against the Celtics. And to be honest with you, I can't predict this one way or the other. Last time these two teams played, you, you lost by 20-plus points. So the Boston yeah, can very well walk into Staples Center and do some work. And um, the the final thing I'll say on this, I thought this was interesting. I, Michael and I were talking about it because it was a segment that they had. I think it was during last season. If you had – if the Celtics and the Clippers played each other in the finals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they did this – um, they might have done this. I can't remember. It might have been with Mason and Ireland. If the Celtics and the Clippers played played each other in the NBA Finals, who would you be rooting for in that uh, in that spot? Clippers or Celtics? Not I even rooting. Pick, not, I, I have just to pick, pick somebody. One. Yep. Uh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I would hate myself if I have to pick one. I guess I have to. Pick, I would pick the Celtics. You want the Celtics to win? I, more than the Clippers, yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Michael said the, the same thing, and yeah. I'm so on the opposite end of it, and I just look at it because of total championships, right? They have 17, Lakers have 17, next one to win gets 18. I don't know, I find that surprising, and I, I asked Brad Turner the same question. Ireland jumped on in the pregame show we were doing it. Both of them obviously said Boston, yeah. uh, or they would they would rather see Boston uh, lose. They want the okay. Clippers to win, but that's, uh, that's surprising. Surprising okay. you say that. I want you to do something for me. Get get, get in character. I need you to start channeling Santa. I'm going to give you five seconds. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Mm -hmm. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's what I want you to do for me. I'm going to be Director Travis. Yep. Okay? I'm I'm channeling my inner film director. Um, 
I need you to think of the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life or the best time you've ever had, right? You, you, you've heard the best joke you've ever had. You're with your friends. You're having a good time. You're out. You're all laughing. You're having a great time. You've got a big smile on your face right now, right? You're just having a hell of a time. It's the best day you've had in a really long time. Hit me with your ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Say it with a smile on your face. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You can't do it. This is like trying to teach somebody a foreign language. Like you, you, you don't uh, have the pronunciation. That was Happy, awesome. fun, Santa's jolly. Bro, what do we associate couple, the, the with, last with Santa were better. The last couple were better. Yeah, they were better, but, but we're still a long up. way from I good. have to set it up. I have to be the one that tells you I'm ready to go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to coach you up. I'm trying to get you in the right frame of mind where it doesn't feel like, Santa, you're going to say ho, ho, ho right now, or this elf it right. gets it. I swear you're going to freaking do it right. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know what they make? dog food out of reindeer santa i'm gonna do it right here i'm gonna do it right here if you don't get this right relax santa have a good time all right travis lee the dump coming up next 710 espn 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. So it happened yesterday. I'm sure everybody either saw it on Twitter or somewhere, maybe saw it on the news, maybe yeah. you saw it with your own two eyes. The signs for Staples Center have started to come off the building, Al. It is, uh, it is Crypto.com Arena starting on Christmas. Yeah, it's happening. It is happening. The partnership is over. I, listen, I, I, I get the had a great ring to it, Staples Center. There's a lot of memories in Staples Center I just kind of pause for a second, just to remind everybody that is just a corporation <laughs> that a had a naming rights for X amount Blue. of dollars <laughs> that the ownership and the players and everything else is still inside of that arena. It's just that the corporation's partnership has come to an end. Yeah, you know I, I mean? kind of – you're right. You're 100% right. Look, Staples Center is an office supply store. Right, they're going to sell you your office supplies. Again, that's what they do. But yeah. there, there's Get a couple a of other things. Hole puncher in there. Yeah, <laughs> couple. One, there's just the mouthfeel to the whole thing. Staples Center feels good. It's it's easy to say. Great ring to it. Right, yep. SoFi Stadium. It rolls right off the easy. tongue. Right, there's mm-hmm. it's very easy. Crypto.com Arena is clunky. It it just it just does. Now, here's the other part. Fast forward 20 years from now, if Crypto.com is still the, the title sponsor of the arena, yeah. there's a three-year-old kid right now that doesn't even know what he's looking at. So they can't take Crypto.com off that arena. Are you kidding me? It's been Crypto.com my entire life. How can they do this to me? It, it's I, just I, listen, where you come in. I think it would be different if Dodger Stadium all of a sudden had a sponsor added to it and you're sitting back saying, wait a minute, you can't – call it whatever it is right like what think of whatever corporation that you want no it's dodger stadium that part i would understand more the staple center i'm not saying that there isn't a lot of memories to it but i just go back to this those memories are there because of the players they're there because of the ownership because of what you accomplished because of the championships that you won they're just taking the corporation that was sponsoring it away the arena's still there 
Reed's All right, not so going anywhere. yeah, no. Look, it, the the Lakers are going to play where the Lakers play. Wh- yep. Whatever they call it, it's the home of the Lakers. It's the home of the Kings. It's it's where they play. Seven hundred million here. <laughs> yeah, damn right. What do you want to call me? It's up to you. I'll take I'll take the money. Call me whatever you want. I have uh, no problem with it at all. Way back in the golden era of 2014, Al, yep. the first ever college football playoff was announced. Oregon uh, was in it against Florida State at the Rose Bowl. The Rogers family was there taking that That's one. Awesome. In. All right. Um, it was two, 2014. We're getting ready for 2022. We need to we need to expand this thing a little bit. Let's go from four. I'm okay with six. I'm okay with eight. I think anything beyond eight gets a little complicated, but uh, we can go we can go forward from four. I think the you know when it was initially announced, they were trying to figure out how many teams. I was not a fan of four, but I was much a much bigger fan of four than you know doing it the way that they'd done it before the BCS structure or whatever that was, right? So I think this today will be the next evolution of it. I really, really think eight's the right number. I don't think you have to go more than that. I don't think you have to go less than that. I think eight is a perfect number. And what what is it going to do? It's going to allow, obviously, for some other squats to be in the mix. But I, I think eight is – I think that's the right number. I, I would If you said to me, Trav, you want to do eight, I'll sign it right now. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do eight. I, mm-hmm. That's fine. I prefer six for one simple reason now. And it's, 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 it's just kind of me. But I think if you get sick, what you can do – is you can give two teams a buy out of that first round. Like you, there should be a real prize that if you finish in the top two, two, that you're not getting the same thing as as three through eight get. So if I get a buy, I only have to win two of these games as opposed to the seventh team has to win three or the fifth team has to win three. I think that's a big advantage. Now I do think college basketball should double whatever they have. So if well, you know, okay. we got we got to get into the 120 mix. That's what I think this should be. <laughs> Are we not? Is that the not tournament what we starts have January seventh? I think it already started. I think they're in the prelims in Dayton, Ohio. I think that's where uh, where these things always seem to start. Where do people find the pods, Lee? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sleewa. Get the full three hours of the show. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Okay, so here's what's coming up. Lincoln Riley's going to join Mason in Ireland. That is coming up at 1.30. So you're going to want to make sure that you see that. Plus, right there. Mm-hmm. there are more opportunities for Santa Slee on Mason in Ireland, on Sedano and Cap. So lots more opportunities for you to win one of those amazing prizes. And I don't know if this means that somebody else has to pick our show on a different show, but somebody picks the Mason and Ireland box on our show, and I, I really don't know how to feel about that, Al. It's Travis we'll and okay. Slee, 710 ESPN. We'll see you tomorrow.